Welcome to episode 15 of Wolverine Weekly. My name is Max, aka Wolverine Corner. Uh, we got a we got a full crew in here today. Both of the UM versus everyone guys, uh, Ryan and Jacob. I'm actually here, guys. Yep, Jacob's here. Um, decided to rejoin the pod after ditching us for like the last seven episodes. Um, I was I was there like two episodes ago. Or something. I don't oh, think so. <clears throat> but uh, so Jacob, welcome back. Uh, Ryan is here as always. And then we are joined also by Justin Wooten um, at Meta Wooten Peace on Twitter. We were going to have uh, Brandon Gills back, but he has like a daughter or something that's more important. I don't know. That's what he told me. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> allegedly. Um, that's what he says. So we want to do an episode tonight um, because obviously the early uh, National Signing Day was, was today. Uh, Michigan football had a good day. Um, before we get into all that, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that football recruiting is not my strong point. Um, I'm a basketball fan first, Matt Campbell fan second, Michigan football fan third, and then recruiting fan fourth. So where's Don Brown slander? That's got to be on everyone's. Yeah, it's up there. Um, So I am relying on these guys to uh, really carry the show, um, at least with all of our football recruiting stuff, because I used to follow it like religiously when I was in high school and I I just, I can't anymore. Um, I find basketball recruiting more fun to follow. There's less people. Um, and also we land five stars in basketball recruiting, which is pretty cool. So, um, I guess I'll just start with, with Justin here. Um, just main takeaways from the, uh, the signing day today. Um, the good, the bad, are you surprised that we kind of held it all together w- with everything that's going on? Uh, just what were some main takeaways? So, yeah, I'm not really uh, surprised at all that things shook out the way they did. I expected a pretty good offensive haul, um, and I expected us to lose some commits on defense. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, despite – uh, what seems like a dumpster fire behind the scenes. Um, we wound up with a pretty good class. Uh, right now it sits second in the conference and 11th in the uh, and tw- the country in the 24/7 composite. So uh, yeah, I think for the most part, you know, I'm pretty happy with it, especially considering all the circumstances uh, with. Uh, not one, but two guys essentially uh, re-announcing their commitment to Michigan. Absolutely. Um, Jacob, any any main takeaways? Uh, what what got you okay. most excited today? Well, well, now you tell me that Michigan's 11, so that's, of course, fitting. Well, this is off topic, but that makes sense now because I made a tweet earlier that Michigan and Oregon were the only two schools with top 10 recruiting classes in both football and basketball. So, of course, naturally, we're going to slide down out of the top 10. I'm going so to I'm about to roast you right now. I'm going to go tweet at you. Okay, whatever. Um, but I'm used to that. Um, but I think this shows that Harbaugh's coming back. Like, he's, he, they're not going to fire him. He's going to get an extension. I'd say three extra years would be my best guess. So th- this cycle of recruits would – get a full time, like get to graduate before he's out. That would be my best guess. 
Um, and I think there's a good shot Don Brown will be on his way out because you see we're losing defensive commits, which might mean, which might show that recruits don't, might not think that he's going to be there for too long. It might be this offseason, maybe it's the next offseason, but who knows? I think Don Brown will be gone eventually. Uh, Ryan, main takeaways from today. Uh, kind of like what Justin said, I was kind of expecting this. However, I person personally, I didn't. I thought that we were gonna lose one or both. Like even though we never had Edwards until today, I was kind of expecting not to get one of him or Worthy, but we got them both, which I am very happy about. And also, I'm a little bit disappointed in our defensive class, but that was expected because of the entire behind the scenes stuff. But overall, it's an, it, it's a pretty good class and I just think that we need more defensive back prospects than we got. Like we got Rod Moore, who's a solid prospect, safety, and we got Jaden McBurrows just now and he they're both solid at their respective positions. But at a position of need, you need more than one commit. Like we see, like I think four defensive ends in this class, and that's one of our strong, stronger suits. But they didn't really address corner that much, and especially if McBurrows fl- like flipped to Miami, that would have been bad. Yeah. So um, I just want to kind of piggyback off what Justin said. Um, from the outside, it did look like a shit show and a dumpster fire the last couple weeks, and rightfully so. We had every reason to believe that. Um, after today. I have a couple, you know, possibilities. Number one, it might not be as bad as it looked from the outside. Um, Number two, I think we can confirm that I think Harbaugh does want to be Michigan's coach. Um, I wasn't sure about that before. I think I'm pretty sure about that now. And then the third thing, I think it's very important to note that Harbaugh's still not extended. Um, What the reason for that is, we don't know. Whether it's going to be more negotiation, um, um, we, we just don't know whether he's going to wait for NFL jobs to contact him. Um, but I think Michigan, or I think Harbaugh does want to be here. Um, and I, I just, I'm not going to everyone saying, well, we pulled in a good class. That means Harbaugh's coming back. I think that's a fair, you know, thing to, to think. I just don't necessarily think it. It just it should have been done by now. So, well, I gonna, think I, I'll interrupt you here, but like I think the pandemic might have helped helped him like keep his like helped him with his job security because you know Harbaugh is getting overpaid no matter how you look at it. He's not he's paid way more than he really should be for the job he's done at Michigan. Yeah. But if you like you know because of the pandemic, the athletic department's probably losing a good a good bit of money or at least making much less than it did. Yeah. In a normal year, so if you fire Harbaugh, you still have to pay him eight million dollars for yeah, another I don't, year. Yeah, I just I don't so, think. Yeah, I don't think firing Harbaugh was ever on the table. I think forcing him out with a shitty contract ex- extension offer, or uh, kind of implying that you might want to look elsewhere, might have been on the table. I I never thought that they were going to fire him and pay the buyout. Um. This never was on the table, in my opinion. Um, I, I do want to say something about the pandemic, though. Um, I think Michigan's recruiting class might have actually been helped a little bit by the pandemic. Um, kids are not able to visit other schools. Um, 
Um, I think kids are taking less risks. Um, I, I think that might have helped him. Another thing we can't – we haven't mentioned his name yet. We will. J.J. McCarthy is – he might have been Michigan's best recruiter in this cycle. Um, right. he's, he's phenomenal. He's fantastic. He's a great kid. He, I really think he helped piece together this entire recruiting class, um, especially on the offensive side. So having a guy like that, maybe if J.J. McCarthy's not in this class, you know, maybe the class isn't looking so hot right now with people like Worthy and, and Edwards. Maybe they're not here. So we have to give credit where credit's due. Um, credit to Harbaugh for um, seemingly putting this class together when it looked like a dumpster fire from the outside. But I will say, fans, just to kind of be – you know, just be cautious about the whole Harbaugh is back thing. I think it's a fair assumption to make right now, but I'm still going to be skeptical until the, the extension is done. And I think I have every right to be skeptical. So I I want to, you know, basically agree with what you just said, Max. I think the one of, if not the biggest reason why uh, the class ended up uh, working out fine, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, is that the offensive rec- recruits all really want to play with J.J. McCarthy, like a, a very – Cadu seems very likable, and he's a five-star star quarterback. And I think that matters to the offensive recruits much more than, like, who the coach at Michigan will be. And that's, you know, equally why you're seeing uh, the people that are – the kids that are wavering or that have been wavering have all been on the defensive side of the ball. So – I, you know, I think a lot of why this class is kept intact and why we're able to keep Worthy and Land Edwards at the end was because of J.J. McCarthy and that uh, the fact that we were able to uh, keep all those guys on that side of the ball is much more indicative of uh, how good J.J. is than whether or not Harbaugh is staying. I agree. And J.J. has already made it very clear that he was going to be here, you know, whether Harbaugh was the coach or not. Um, but I will say – Seeing the enthusiasm from Harbaugh just on some videos, um, some like some of those FaceTimes and stuff like that, uh, like I said, it, it really told me I think I think he wants to be here. Um, you know whether or not the contract works itself out, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll see very soon. Um, at this point, there's really no, nothing to wait on. Um, they're not playing any more games, so I, I don't know. Hopefully that, you know, now that signing day is going to be over and uh, hopefully they'll get it figured out quickly. So um, moving on from I did. Like I said, though, I did want to give credit, you know, to Harbaugh, give credit where it's due. Um, He's been I've criticized him and so have many other, um, you know, people in this fan base. And he really did a good job piecing together this offensive class. Um, the defense offensive. Keyword. Yeah. And, but, but I, so yeah, well, let's talk about the defensive class. That's a good transition. Um, look, Don Brown is gone. He will not be back next season. Um, so. no, nah, I mean, he, he's, he's gone. Um, there was a reason, you know, that we're seeing defensive players go elsewhere. Um, that's not a coincidence. Michigan has a lot of, yes, they're young, but they have a lot of holes on this defense, too, where an impact freshman uh, could come in and, and play right away. So um, I think. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I can see your point here. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be quick. Like, you know, we lost. Like, I, I tweeted this out, too. It was like, we lost two defensive, like, four stars, I think. They were both. Were they both four stars? They were both. I know. 
Eddings was. Eddings was like in the 80s. Somewhere. Yeah, they were both four stars. Okay, so we lost two four stars to Maryland and UCLA, who are basketball schools. That's a fair assumption, right? <laughs> you know, definitely. And neither of them are actually that good at basketball, anyways. <laughs> like that's just kind of sad to me. So yeah. yeah I that's definitely a writing on the wall for Don. Like you better, if you're coming, if he's coming back next year, you better have like a, a steel wall or people yeah. are going to definitely be done with you. No, no, there's, I don't see, Justin, do you see a scenario where Don Brown is back next year? I like, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't even give it like, I mean, I'm giving it like a 1% chance. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't see, there's just no way. So um, That's exactly why it's going to happen. He's going to come back. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It makes too much sense. I would sense definitely agree though. with that assessment. There's also I the problem. Know. How much does Don Brown get paid? Um, let much. me Google this. Real quick. I think he, let, me look, he, let me Google it. I think he gets over a million. For yeah, I th- I he definitely I was gonna, gets over a million. I was going to say like 1.2, something like that. $1.1 $1. $1 million is his base salary this year, plus a six hundred grand retention bonus in April. Just to stay on the staff. Damn. This is from 14 hours ago from MLI, so this is recent. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's gone. Um, somebody uh, that knows better than I do, um, take us through who we lost on the defensive side of the ball. Where'd they go? I know you guys already mentioned it briefly. Who was it? Where'd they go? You know, how big of a loss is it? Um, whoever wants to chime in with that, go ahead. Okay, so we actually. Uh, Okay, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. We lost two people. Yes. Uh, so one of them, one of them was defensive end Quentin Somerville. He was, he he, he looked like, was there like a big buzz around him that he was gonna flip, or was this like just recent? This one was much more re- like recent. I don't think like that was, there was word on that and uh until like maybe like this past week. Like it was pretty recent. Yeah, that one was kind of a big that one was a pretty big surprise especially like i'm i'm pretty sure that he was pretty well locked in until just a few until just like this week so that one was a little bit of a surprise and honestly if we could have lost anyone like i don't want to say it like that but we already have like three defensive end commits so it's not the worst thing in the world but this is a high level guy i'm pretty sure that he was in the top 100 i think or 200 and so he was he was definitely 100% a solid player. He was a good four-star recruit that, of course, if we want to hang on to him, then he would be a great fit on the team. And then, and especially with Pay and maybe Hutchinson being gone, he, he might have been able to get some playing time. Um, our second one was Jennings, as people have said. And that one, I believe, was kind of seen coming. I'm pretty sure it was like a 50-50 type of thing. But there was... After he de- decommitted from Florida State, he he committed to Michigan, and then it got a little bit wishy-washy from there. And so, like, I, I went into that Instagram Live not really knowing what to expect, but it was really just down to Michigan and Maryland, and he chose Maryland. Yeah, so both of those guys are, uh, like, top 150 guys that uh, – I think both of them could end up uh, outperforming their ranking because here was the thing with, uh, for both of them. Both of them were guys that were, I think when, 
rankings for this class debuted, they were both like top 50 guys, but they gradually fell because uh, in Somerville's case, he's a guy uh, that was has like been like pretty much like is really athletic, uh, really technically sound, but he's been pretty much the same size since uh, like ninth or tenth grade and he hasn't grown uh like people were projecting into and that's why he's uh slid in the rankings because people aren't as high as like a on like a six one six two uh defensive end even though he's uh insanely talented um and then jennings uh was you know similar issue but the opposite was that he was originally projected to be a middle linebacker and he actually like got too tall to be uh, a male linebacker, and he's like uh, probably about like six four. And I think, yeah, you know, I'm assuming Maryland will do, do this, but I know Michigan's plan was to use him as like an Uche type of guy. Uh, but he's you know also uh, talented, a- athletic, but uh, he, f- I, I mean, he didn't even even fall that because he fell from like you know like the you know, 40s or 50s, like the 80s or, or, or 90s, he was a guy who um, wasn't, like, should have been evaluated as an edge rusher, but uh, wasn't uh, because he used to play, uh, he used to, he was being evaluated as a middle linebacker, but then he just got too tall to be a middle linebacker. Okay, so, and, and you guys can all answer this if you want. Out of those two players, which which player's loss hurts hurts worse for Michigan? Jennings. Okay. Yeah, Jennings. All right. Um, we don't need to talk about the people who aren't coming here any farther or any longer. Um, I want to touch on three guys in in particular, um, and we've already talked a little bit about them. Let's talk about Xavier Worthy for a second. Um, Justin, I'll start with you here. Um, who do you see, or who do you kind of compare him to? Um, do you see him playing right away? And uh, just in general, uh, what kind of player are we getting uh, from Xavier Worthy? Yeah, I mean, so he's, you know, obviously uh, insanely talented. Um, I think anytime you, uh, I think in like today's version of football, any receiver that's at least, uh, six foot and can run uh and can run a four four or faster uh should uh is should be a priority and should be an auto top fifty guy. Um you know, I don't know. I are, I would say I wouldn't expect him to necessarily reach that ceiling at Michigan, see how skill position have struggled before, but his ceiling is essentially to be like uh, Devonta Smith, but like even faster. Damn. Um, I, I hope he's like Devonta Smith. Because <laughs> he's in the Heisman race, but but faster. If he went to, if he went to Bama, that's exactly what I expect him to be. If oh he, yeah, Nick Saban's feeding them different things over there. But like you know, at Michigan, you know, I don't, I don't know if he can beat them. But like that's that really is his ceiling is to be like a faster Devonta Smith. Hold on, real, real, real quick. Justin, Josh should, should Smith should Smith win the Heisman? Absolutely. I will. <laughs> I will 
burn buildings down if Devonta Smith is not winning the Heisman. See, that's how I was last year with Luca Garza though in the Wooden Award. Yeah. So he got robbed. He's gonna win it this year though if he keep, if he plays at all as well. He's no, 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 no. He's he's white and he's unathletic and he doesn't do cool dunks. So he'll get fucking so, beat by someone that you know is a far worse player on a worse team. And uh, well, yeah, no, he won't. So, so, so you think Hunter Dickinson's not gonna win like Big Big Ten Freshman of the Year or something? Uh, ju- look, Hunter Dickinson is white, but he's not ugly. So I think that. But he's not. He's good. also he's not the most athletic dude. True, and I'm not. And if you're listening, I'm not trying to. I'm saying white as a joke. Just plus, um, listen. Plus, plus Luca Garza can shoot. So um, Luca Garza can shoot. Hunter Dickinson. He can shoot. He has good numbers from range. No, 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 no. I no, I was agreeing with you. I said he can shoot. Oh, that is true. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. He's a tremendous shooter. Um, yeah. So, oh, Jesus, we get we just got off topic there back to back to football. um <laughs> ryan or jacob we'll anything that. to add on xavier we'll worthy that. i mean i i'm pretty excited about him he's another top 110 commit as the running joke is on twitter right now <laughs> number 76 in the nation so i mean you know whenever you get these top 110 commits you should always be very excited so that's about it <laughs> Uh, Ryan, anything? yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, and especially like he's like a special talent because again, as Justin said, he's got a solid build. He's six foot one, and he's also not called Flash for no reason. Like he's called Flash for a reason. It's also he's, especially good when the best program in the nation for years running is heavily recruiting him as one. Well you beat beat them out for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like this guy has a four four. 40-yard dash, and that is, like, in case you guys didn't know, that's, like, insane. Is that so, pretty good, Ryan? <laughs> pretty yeah, fast. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say that's pretty good. Hold on. Justin, Like, who you're starting you to get into about? Henry Ruggs territory. Who were you talking about that, like, hasn't grown since, like, ninth grade? Uh, Somerville. That's literally that's literally me. I have not grown since, like, seventh grade. So, so. six since the seventh grade. That's cat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, on to the topic that everyone wants to hear about. Let's talk about Mama Flash. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk. About <laughs> Mama Flash, we're we're so happy that you and your son uh, joined the Michigan fa- family. At, on behalf of Wolverine Weekly, we thank you and go blue. <laughs> yes, very nicely said. Um, let's talk about Donovan Edwards real quick. Um, I am so I don't know how to evaluate a running back. Um, I don't know. It's like for me. Like, are they ranked high? And if they are, they're going to be good. I, 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 I'm always skeptical with running backs. Um, what makes Donovan Edwards, you know, so good? If anyone wants to answer that, because I'm, this is not my expertise whatsoever. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So, Justin, well, you can go ahead and start. He's very fast for his size. Speed. Um, yeah, he's, I think he's about, uh, He's about 5'11", 200, I think. And yeah. He is very, very fast. Like, he probably runs, like, I think if he was able to do a, uh, like, a, like one of those, like, uh, underwear camp combines, he'd run somewhere in, like, the high 4.4s four or, like, low 4.5s. Okay. Uh, very fast for his size. Uh, he's equally as good a receiver out of the backfield as he is a runner. And just, like... If you watch his games at West Bloomfield, like their whole offense was just like giving the ball up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like West Bloomfield is like for those of you that don't live that don't live in Michigan, West Bloomfield is no slouch for sports. Oh yeah. And this dude is like in all of his highlights or in like half his highlights. He's taking the ball out of the Wildcat. Like, you'd think that they have a good quarterback. He's just taking it out of the Wildcat. That's how good he is. He's, is he's it, Yeah, like a bunch yeah. of snaps are just like they're snapping it to him in the Wildcat, and he's running it for a touchdown. Okay, so yeah. I, okay, so some Michigan news just broke. This is – Will Hart entered the transfer portal. Oh, like fuck. Eight minutes ago from Angelique. Okay. So, so Will Hart's gone, so it's Brad Robbins' season. So I just thought that was relevant uh, enough. Brad Robbins and Tommy Doman. Tommy Doman, yes. That's where you said Will Hart's transferring. Yep. I wonder why he doesn't want to play for Matt Campbell next season. That's weird. Wasn't he like <laughs> crazy? Wait, okay. Wasn't he the better punter of the two? Will Hart, yeah. Will Hart was pretty good. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, so that's. Yeah. All right, let, let's uh. But so, all right, so we don't have to sit here and go one by one and break down Edwards because that's kind of a weird topic. Let's just talk about this. It seems like it was just like last week we were doing a pod previewing the entire Michigan football season, and like now the football season is over after playing like six games. Um, <laughs> it's just weird. It's really weird. So since Donovan Edwards just committed, let's talk about the running back room for next season. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. Who do you see being the main featured back? Who Do you see anyone transferring out? Um, how do you see that running back room shaking out next season? So, first of all, I have two words for you, and that's, oh, God, because, like, this is just kind of like a head scratcher that you're going to see. Because you have five guys. Well, no, because I think that Chris Evans is graduating. So you're going to have four guys again who all can – do who all can hold up their own. And then you also have Tavier Dunlap next year. So there's like, there's so many different ways that you could do this. And since none of them are like super specialized, like Evans was with receiving, I think that you could really make a case for all these guys. But I think that Haskins is probably going to be the starter to start the season based on how he's played. He is this year been far the best running back like it's not even a contest um I think that you're probably going to see him backed up by Edwards because if you looked at how much Corum had had played this season there's no reason that Edwards wouldn't be the backup especially if he's better than Corum and then after that I think that I think that you're going to see like a 15 carry game for Haskins and maybe like a seven carry game for um Edwards, and then you're probably gonna see a few carries just left for Corum and who else is there in the running so, back room? All right, okay. Well, oh, Charbonnet, Charbonnet. Yeah. So I guess let me ask you this: Do you see anybody transferring? Honestly, has, yeah, I, I can see. Someone has see, to transfer with how loaded that place is. Like, I can see Turner transferring. I can see. Oh, he has to. I can see Charbonnet transferring, especially because his dad's probably unhappy still, as we've seen. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, I'm going to go pull see, up his Twitter account real quick. <laughs> I see Haskins staying because he's probably walking into a starting job. And I can see Corum staying because he's only going to be a sophomore next year. Gonna, and even take a redshirt year if he has to. If, if Harbaugh comes back, we're gonna, just going to see – watch guys just, like, rotate them again. <laughs> I hope they don't <laughs> rotate. <laughs> oh, nice oh. touchdown. Here, you get two more carries maybe. <laughs> All right, Justin. No, you know what, Jacob? How do you see the running back room looking next year? 
Um, well, it's going to be great. Like, there's there's almost it's there's too many options. Yeah, I was about to say, is it is it going to be too good? Personally, I think Haskins Haskins will be the re- best running back in that room. So naturally, I would say give feed him the most. But you know, this is Josh Gaddis we're talking about, so he's probably going to give him six carries a game, along <laughs> with Coram. Like, I do think you'll see a transfer to Christian Turner. He's probably he's probably going to be gone. He didn't. He doesn't get. He didn't get playing time at all this year, so he's probably gone. I'd say Corum would stay. I'd say it's more likely Charbonnet would transfer than Blake Corum. Yeah. As Corum so, was a true freshman. I'll just go real quick. I'm not going to go through the whole running back room. Um, I think Charbonnet's gone. He's a West Coast guy. Um, I, it's crazy. Uh, you know, he was probably penciled in as a starting running back before this season by the fan base. Um, I think he'll be the odd man out. Um, Turner, I don't even know. What to say. I mean, I'm sure he won't be here next year. Um, so I think you're going to have kind of a, a main three of um, Haskins, Edwards, and Corum. And, um, you know, I think hopefully Gaddis and company can figure out how to split those carries um, between them. I did go to Mark Charbonnet's Twitter account. Uh, to see if there's any spicy likes or tweets from him. And um, it's all just election was rigged tweets. So yeah. he's, a, he's an election rigged. He's like a diehard Trumper. Yeah, he's a big time MAGA. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. His last tweet was something about how ridiculous and soft it was that the Cleveland Indians are changing their name. So. <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> so um, we're not going to see Aaron you're, Rose you're gonna, you're gonna, that. But. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get canceled now because you said the you didn't say Cleveland baseball team. True. Look, I've lived in Ohio the last. It was, it was a know, good run. <laughs> I've lived in Ohio the last, you know, Just 15 so you know, years of my life. I've, I, it's going to take a minute for me to stop saying that name. So, um, Justin, running back room. What do you, what do you, what do you think? Um, yeah, so Turner's gone for sure. Um, and then from there, I see it playing out, uh, one of two ways. You'll have, um, if Charbonnet doesn't transfer, uh, you'll have essentially the same problem we had this year, just sub Donovan Edwards with, uh, with, um, Chris Evans. Um, and then you'll, uh, if Charbonnet does transfer, then you'll see uh, something like how will they manage Has- giving Haskins, Corum, and um, Haskins, Corum, and uh, Edwards all those carries. I hope they figure it out. I don't, I don't know how or like what they're gonna do, but um, you know the guys there are really talented. You just have to, you know figure out how to use them all properly for sure um guys that's all i had on the list for football anything else signing day football recruiting related that that we missed that you guys want to say real quick no well didn't we like we'll, we'll go over like an underrated part yeah of the you know what sure yeah sure we can go through that do you guys right. jacob we'll, we'll i'll start go you off. yeah right, so, so this, real quick real quick this is just um just a dark horse sleeper in the class that you think will make you know, a, a big impact. This isn't necessarily a dark horse, but Giovanni El Hadi, 
Al-Hadi. I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize for that. But he's the number 85. Like, he's our he's our fourth best recruit, according to 24-7. But, like, I don't think enough people are talking about him since he's an, he's an offensive tackle. But I think one of our biggest issues this year was how poor our offensive line truly was outside of Jalen Mayfield. So to have, like one, to have one of the top offensive linemen in the country to come in here, I think you could have a he, – he would def, he's definitely going to get snaps, and I think he could have an immediate impact on the team. Okay. Um, you sounded a little robotic there for a second. I'm not sure if that was oh, just I? Yeah, but no, we understood what you said, though. Um, Ryan, sleeper uh, from the class. Um, I'm actually going to pick Andrew Anthony because, first of all, He's six foot two and he's only 175 pounds. So despite that he's like a little bit smaller than you'd expect for being six foot two, I think that with a year under his belt, probably as like a red shirt or something, he's definitely going to get stronger. And I think that he can be an end zone threat. Like even though he's not as tall as like Nico or Cornelius, I think that he could definitely be like that end zone threat of this class. And also, if you look at his stats, he's got like 900 yards this year, I think, or something like that. And that's pretty good for a high school season that was cut short. Like, got that's nothing to – Took him out of East yeah. Lansing as well, so that's Yeah, nice. also, I, that was my third thing is that I also just wanted to, like – I it's my own selfish want to see Andrew Anthony get like a 150, 200-yard game against Michigan State because it, it just makes sense. Maybe maybe like, Brandon Johns can go off against MSU too because he's from East Lansing. <laughs> true. Yeah, that true, would be true. perfect. Uh, all right, Justin, sleeper in the class. Um, so I was going to say uh, Anthony, but I'll go someone else instead. I'll actually go uh, the – I guess now the one receiver we have not talked about that's in this class, and that's uh, Christian Dixon. Uh, he's a guy that I know was at one point ranked really high. Uh, then his ranking fell because uh, he transferred to modern day and had like some injury and confidence issues and just like didn't put up the type of numbers that he could have. But uh He's about uh, 6'3". He runs routes incredibly well for a guy that's that tall. And he has proven to be a tremendous deep threat. Uh, The hope for him is that, you know, so he was, he had an awesome year as a sophomore year, but then he transferred to modern day, which is like one of the five best programs in the country. And uh, why his confidence, the big reason why his confidence fell was because, uh, you know, he wasn't, the guy at modern day, he was like the uh, third or fourth, fourth guy. Now, uh, I think so. California is supposed to do their high school season in the uh, in January. I don't know if they changed that, but that's kind of the plan. And he would be expected to be uh, the go-to guy in that offense. So hopefully, he can sort of um, bring bring his like bring his stats up back up now that he like doesn't have to uh, worry about his confidence too much. Gotcha. Um, so I, I wasn't going to answer this, but I, I'll answer it real quick. I have one. Um, this is a player that nobody is talking about. Um, real hard worker. Um, just seems like an overall good guy. 
And again, nobody is talking about him. I'm going to go with J.J. McCarthy. Oh, um, yeah, no one at all. Yeah, as my sleeper here. So I expected him to do, you know, good things at Michigan. And again, nobody's talking about him. His so. ranking is the lowest number. Yeah, doesn't that mean he's the worst player? Yeah, I think so. If you're, if you're number one, you're by far – you're the worst player in the whole recruiting class, and he's going to Ohio State. So also, I don't know. Maybe things true. are changing here. And another thing we – I really wanted to touch on this. Um, shout out to Shea Patterson because J.J. McCarthy would not be part of this recruiting class if it wasn't for Shea Patterson. Um, I learned that today. So, um, yeah, shout out to shout out to Shea. Uh, thank you for landing us, J.J. McCarthy. Uh, that's it for football. We're going to quickly do basketball and mailbag questions and wrap this up. Uh, that was a lot longer on football than I thought we would go, mostly because I didn't know what I was talking about. So thank you for bearing with me and letting these guys do all the talking. Um, all right, Michigan basketball. So they've played two games since the last time we talked, a uh, 20-point win over Toledo, and then a nail-biter against Penn State. Um, we don't need to talk about the Toledo game. I think it's the best basketball game that they've played um, this season. It was pretty cool to see them. Uh, their game against NC State got canceled. Pretty cool to see them find a makeup game and, and be able to get it played so quickly. Um, so shout out to Toledo for that. Um, pretty good basketball team too. I think they'll uh, they'll do pretty good in the MAC this year. Um, we'll just go right to the Penn State game. Um, I, I wanted to mention real quick. I know we'll talk plenty about him, but Hunter Dickinson currently leads Michigan in points, rebounds, and uh, blocks. Um, through six games as a true freshman. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, it's nuts. So, Ryan, uh, you can talk about the Penn State game. You can talk about the season as a whole, any players you want. I'm just going to give the floor to you, and then we'll go Jacob and then Justin. Whatever you guys want to talk about, about Michigan basketball, the floor is yours. Okay, so this game, this last game against Penn State, I actually thought it was looking pretty good, especially like towards the end of the first half. But obviously we see how that went. Penn State went on like a run and then it got much way too close for comfort. Um, However, there is a good thing that we learned from that game. And that is, well, actually there's two things. One is that Hunter Dickinson can do what he's been doing against like all the Mac teams against a big 10 team. Like, that is very encouraging, and especially now that he's in the starting lineup, he's going to be a much bigger part of the offense, even though he already was a big part of the offense. Now he's just starting and probably get eating up more minutes, too, because Austin Davis is out. And number two is that Michigan's Michigan's two-point defense, like their three-point defense, I'm expecting it to be a little bit lower than expected against Penn State because Penn State's a good shooting team. But their defense against Penn State's two-pointers, I'm pretty sure they held them to, like, 20%, right? Or is it less than that? Oh, yeah, Penn State was atrocious from inside the arc in, like, the first half. Yeah. I was very, very impressed with their defense. Like, they held them to 58 points, I think, which is pretty pretty good for a Big Ten team. Because Big Ten teams pretty generally have good offense, so... I'm I'm just overall I'm glad we got away with that win. The offense kind of faltered a little bit, but I'm proud of the defense for picking up slack. All right, Jacob, go ahead. All right, so first things first, I have our stats, every player's stats pulled up right now. 
And Hunter Dickinson is shooting a very nice 69% from the field. Nice. I just wanted to point that out. Nice. So something surprising that I must point out is that Eli Brooks actually leads the team in minutes played. He's averaging 32.3 minutes per game. So is, Fran, is Franz second? I, uh, second is Livers, mm, interesting. who has 31.3. Uh, and another thing, well, Shawnee Brown, who plays just over half the minutes possible played, 20.8. He's third in the team in scoring yep. with 10 a game and is shooting uh, 44% from the arc, which is pretty good. So And Livers is shooting 43, so... These are some pretty promising stats, to be to be honest. And is it Jared Falds? I forget his first. Jerron Falds. Uh, he is averaging more points than TikTok boy, technically. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't see that coming. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, um, that's just a, a fact. Uh, I Terrence think he's Ford, made. I think Falds has made two points this season, and I don't think. Uh, he was averaging. One point a game. Hold on. There's like the season stats here. He's probably played he's in two take, games. He's, take, he's taken one shot. Nice. So, yeah, he has two points the entire season. Beautiful. It's the same amount as Nunez. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Um, Absolutely beautiful. But there's, um, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting things I could go through, like how Terrence Williams was shooting 36% from the line, so he better get going on that. Uh, So... Oh, here's another funny stat. Livers is shooting 94% from the free throw line, so well, so he Next broke direct Spartan fan. Yeah, so he he had like 40 something free throws in a row made before that. And then the, the announcer said, yeah, they talked about like, oh, he's made 43 like <laughs> straight, and then he bricks it. It's just yeah, but he hasn't missed since though. You so. and it, every I, I, every I think everyone saw it coming like when he said like, oh yeah, he's he's amazing. He's automatic from there. <laughs> Yeah. Before you guys move on, I I would also like to say that Jacob talked about how both Sean D. Brown and Isaiah Livers are shooting like 42, 43% from three. I want everyone to keep in mind that that's with like a game or two apiece where they both went like 0 for 8, 0 for 9 from the field. Brooks Brooks is shooting 40% as well. Um, Brandon Johns is also shooting 50%, but I think that might be like on like... It's two for four, so yeah. yes, it's yeah. a lot of variance. Well, what, real quick, is is uh, Franz at like 12%? Franz from the three-point line is 25%. Oh, all right. All right, all right. fair enough. So, uh, hey, so can, it's better than Aaron Henry. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Henry's still at 8%, in case I Yeah, Franz, <laughs> Franz is three for 12 from the three-point arc. Gotcha. Um, Justin? Uh, you can talk about, like you said, same thing with Ryan. Penn State game, season as a whole, whatever whatever you want to touch on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ryan kind of said it a little bit. I think, you know, uh, we definitely struggled on offense against Penn State. Uh, I do think the one, you know, positive takeaway was that uh, we were able to win that game with defense. Um, and I didn't expect that, especially – I didn't expect this team to do that that very much especially this early in the season but um it was it was you know nice to get like five uh defensive stops toward the end there when like nothing was really going for the offense uh i think it's just really hard to you know figure out like what this team is uh i think uh the biggest thing i'm not worried about livers at all i think the biggest thing that needs to happen is uh 
Franz needs to figure himself out. Yeah. I have a million takeaways. Um, like I said, basketball, I can, me and Justin can talk basketball all day. I'm not saying you guys can't, but, um, all right. Penn state game. Um, defense was fantastic. What Shawnee Brown continues to do when he checks into the game is remarkable. Franz Wagner has been Michigan's best defender this year. Um, he has been incredible. Um, we've talked about how Michigan as a whole, they have the pieces to be a great defense. They just haven't put it together. And I think that Penn State game was a positive step in the right direction of putting together and becoming a good defensive team. Uh, they have all the pieces, so it's just a matter of uh, matter of doing it now. A uh, real quick note, Ohio State just lost to Purdue. So, Let's go. Um, Purdue just knocked them off. Purdue goes to 5-2. and two. Ohio State loses their first of the season. Michigan outlast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> also, before um, before we move on to something else, I just wanted to say, on like more of like a recruiting standpoint, number one, I believe it was that Sam Webb said that there is like a little bit of talk about Chet Holmgren. Well, hold on, we Michigan have we have several we wait, have wait, several wait, wait, questions about. Should, no, should, stop. No, we'll no, that's just that. real quick. Should I make a raid image to raid Ohio State like about Michigan being undefeated longer? Absolutely. Okay, hold on, I'll I'll. Give me a minute or so. <laughs> okay, so back to um, what I was saying. I'm going to go through a bunch of things here because, like I said, I, I'm very pleased with a lot of a lot of what we're seeing. Uh, Justin mentioned Franz Wagner on offense. Um, it's been a tough scene. I don't know what else to say. Um, it has not been good. Um, I think uh, Juwan needs to do a better job of getting him in better positions. Um, I love when you, they're getting Hunter Dickinson touches on the block very easily they need to get franz wagner those same touches um get him on a smaller defender you know just the one quick little jump hook over his left shoulder or something i think he would feast um a couple times i think franz needs to get three to four post touches a game and i think that'll give him you know four to six free points a game that'll really help him out jump shot i'm not worried about it um i don't think he's ever going to be a great shooter um but He's, he has to get that average up 30, 35, you know, percent to it. So teams at least respect it. Um, Terrence Williams has outperformed everyone's expectations so far of him. He has put himself in a legitimate position battle with Brandon Johns. Um, Juwan Howard went with Terrence Williams at the end of the Penn State game um, in crunch time. Uh, when they were doing offensive defense, offense and defensive substitutions for Hunter Dickinson, uh, his defensive substitutions were Terrence Williams, not Brandon Johns. I thought that was interesting. I didn't see it coming, and I think it tells a lot about uh, what how Juwan feels about him. He works his ass off. He hustles. Uh, he ta- he talks shit on the court. Um, he's a fun. He's going to be a fun player for for three to four years for Michigan, and I think um, it's pretty telling that he's already getting you know, minutes right now. I think by the end of the season, he might, he might completely take a lot of Brandon John's minutes. Um, I, that's just how I feel. He's a, he's a, he's a really good shooter. He hasn't shown it from the free throw line yet. Um, he will, he's a good shooter. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. Hunter Dickinson has been Michigan's best player. I don't know. I can't believe we've set, we're even saying that right now for a true freshman. He's been unbelievable. So, um, that Penn State game, great. Like Justin said, it was great to win a game with defense, and uh, that's going to give them a lot of confidence going forward. Um, but as the season as a whole, so we're 6-0. and 
I believe, right? No, 5-0. and I don't know what we are. 6-0, um, I believe. So, yeah, we're right where we, you know, we need to be. Um, I don't know what the ceiling of this basketball team is. We'll find that out as we continue to play conference games. But um, it's it's a good it's a good basketball team. Okay, so I sent the rate image to the group chat. All right, let's check this out. If you're listening to this, I'm. <laughs> oh God, that's fantastic. Um, so. Uh, do you guys want to get into mailbag questions? Anything basketball related that we missed? Probably not. I think so. Let's uh, get into it. All right. Mailbag questions. Let me pull it up real quick. Bear with me if you're a listener. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to go. We're going to start with Justin, Jacob, Ryan on all these questions. Okay. And I'll answer last if I feel the need to answer. Um. Y'all better, y'all better go into OSU's mentions. This one is just simply put, Should jo- do you want Josh Gaddis to be our offensive coordinator next year, Justin? Um, so, in short, no, because I want Matt Campbell, but uh, <laughs> is uh, something Harbaugh's back, then yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, Jacob? No. He's terrible. Ryan. I think he should have one more year. And if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, or as good as he's supposed to do, then yeah, I don't want him anymore. Yeah. Um, I think that he should be if, – if obviously if Harbaugh is back, he should be given the benefit of the doubt simply for recruiting and recruiting only. And then we'll see one more year of, of on-field play calling and results. So I guess my short answer is – like Justin said, no, because I want Matt Campbell. But since Harbaugh's coming back, sure, I'll take Gaddis back as well. Uh, this person, I'll just answer this real quickly. This person said, like, uh, portal incoming. Here's here's what the tweet says. Portal incoming defense, question mark. That's not really a sentence. Um, I think he's implying, like, are we going to get, you know, transfer help for the defensive side of the ball? Um, there's a reason Michigan doesn't take in a lot of transfers. Um it's weird credits issue or credits and all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess I'll just answer this question very simply. If somebody will help Michigan on the defensive side of the ball, then Michigan has to entertain that idea. Um, so however they need to rebuild this defense, do it. Um, let's see. All right, Justin, I'll ask you this question. Would would you – this question is so funny to me. I'm sorry. Would you be willing to eat tomato soup for 365 days straight to get Matt Campbell to Ann Arbor? No seasoning, no grilled cheese, straight soup. Uh, so what's worth, I cannot stand tomato soup. <laughs> L. That is a price that I'd be willing to pay in order to okay, give you. Okay, okay. You've redeemed <laughs> yourself a little. Um, I love tomato soup. <laughs> I think it's delicious. I can't imagine eating it every day for 365 days. You never said no crackers. No, it says no seasoning, no grilled cheese, no toppings, straight oh, soup. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. 
That, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would do it, but man, it would be painful. I feel, I feel like I, if I did it, Matt Campbell would just end up being Rich Rod 2.0. I think the real pain though would not be like I think like the the real pain would be like the first month. Like what the fuck am I doing? After that, you're gonna get used to it, right? I like it's I, gonna be. It's gonna be I'm, boring, but like you'll I'm, at least be used to it. No, I'm pretty sure like there's like a, a like sci- like this is a science thing I heard. Like if you eat the same thing over and over again, eventually like your taste buds just become like immune to it, basically, and oh, it starts man. to taste worse and worse. Oh god. Um. So you wouldn't get used to it. You just get sick of it. Oh, this is a good one. Um. <laughs> this guy's Twitter bio is Go Buckeyes, Fuck Michigan. And his at is fuck bitch again. And he tweeted, when are you going to beat Ohio State with two laughing I think I I think I saw that account. (laughs) Uh, Answer is probably never, okay? All right? Bitch again? Probably never. Yeah, it's this guy. I saw him really. (laughs) Yeah, hairball, or sorry, harblow will never. (laughs) Hairball, harblow. Will never Um, be. I love this question. I feel like 20 – if I had to make a guess, though, for that question, I'd say 2023. Yeah. I it's, think- a, it's a home game. This is when J.J. McCarthy is probably going to be his last year here. I would say that's when he's going to be at his best. So I would say 2023. Um, Robbie Hummel is on my TV screen right now, which triggers a story that I'm going to tell real quick. I remember going to a Michigan basketball game when I was pretty young, and I – um, wasn't a huge diehard fan at the time, and Robbie Hummel hit a three, and I literally looked over at my dad and I said, "This guy still plays for Purdue." So that's my that's my Robbie Hummel story. He was there I, for like six years. I remember so. I went to just like a random. I, they were playing Western and Lamelo Ball was there, so I was like, "Oh, I, I, was, I was at that Lamelo game." Lamelo, yeah, I was at that game and that was fun. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Lamelo's over there, nice." All right, so. Yeah, this is a really good question. I want everyone to answer this one. All right, this, it just says, it looks like Harbaugh is staying for now. Matt Campbell, worship aside, how much longer should Harbaugh get to prove himself? Justin, go ahead. Um, so I think he should get as long as J.J. McCarthy is here because, you know, the biggest criticism for Harbaugh has been uh, his lack of just – having a game changer at Q- QB. If you can't get it done with JJ McCarthy, then I don't know what we're doing here. Yep. Uh, Jacob. I feel like if, if the team is as bad as it is in two years, he's going to be gone. Cause like, this is like when you have your 2018 and 2019 classes, like the 2018 class wasn't very good. I mean, it was 22nd. But the 2019 class was number eight in the nation, top in the conference. Like you have Daxton Hill, Chris Hinton, and Zach Charbonnet all coming uh, over in the same class. So this, like, if that class ends up being a a bust, like there's Mozzie Smith, he's get he gets some snaps right now, and Trente Jones, like he's a TikTok football player by the way. I'm pretty sure he's like. A mini Adrian Nunez, but football. Oh, God. <laughs> if those guys don't end up contributing, he should be gone. Like that type of thing. Uh, Ryan, what about you? How long? Yeah, I, I agree with what Justin said. I think that he should get, like, 
I think that he should get until J.J. McCarthy is gone. And I also think that it's going to be kind of like a test because from – I know that – I know some people like like my dad who have said that Harbaugh is known – is supposed to be known to be like a great quarterback developer, but it just hasn't really shown yet. Like he's he's getting good talent in his recruiting classes – but just since that 2016 team, it hasn't really, it hasn't really reflect his coaching hasn't really reflected how good that is. And he's kind of, and to me, it kind of feels like he's recruiting and then letting and then letting the talent try and pan out instead of really, really trying to develop the players. It, and that could be a bit extreme, but it kind of feels like that. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to give him until when JJ's done. Just. I think that if he can, it, since 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 it's JJ and he's really r- pretty special to this class and to Michigan football, I think that he should have until JJ's done. Yeah, so I I put out a thread on Twitter not that long ago, it was shortly before we started recording this, um, about my thoughts about this. Um, I think Michigan, if they do decide to to extend Harbaugh and he's back next year, they they have to. They really have to start fresh. Um, it's almost like a second chance for Harbaugh. Um, hit the reset button. Do what you got to do. Fix fix what needs to be fixed. And here's your second chance. And everybody wants to say next year's a prove-it year for Harbaugh. And Harbaugh's on kind of a one-year type prove-it. I just I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Um, me and Justin have been as vocal as anybody. I don't think Michigan should extend Harbaugh. However, that's not what we're debating here. We are debating if he comes back, how long should he be given? And I think Justin had – I hadn't heard it worded that way before. I haven't heard it worded that way before about giving him the length of how long J.J. is here, but I think it's the perfect answer. Um, when you're hitting the reset button, and they – I mean, they are about to blow it up on defense. I, I'm not sure – what defensive coach will be, will be back next year? I really don't. None um, of them should. Yeah, and and that's probably the right way to go about it. Um, I have no idea who they're going to hire as defensive coordinator. Um, but Don Brown won't be here. So hire some, just hire someone who can stop crossing routes, and I'll be happy. Exactly. <laughs> Please. Um. So so we're gonna be in a position. Uh, the program is gonna be in a position where. It needs time to fix things. Now, do we need five years? No, of course not. We're six years into this. There should be problems that are already fixed. Culture should not be a problem, right? Talent should not be a problem. These are things that aren't a problem, but but there are minor things in, in the grand scope of things that might need two years to fix. So if you're one of those fans that say, you know, next year's a prove-it year, if Harbaugh doesn't win nine games, get him out of here. I mean, there are plenty of, of you guys that are going to feel that way, and I don't blame you. I just don't think that that's the right approach. If you are going to extend Harbaugh, if you are going to commit to him, then it's got to be for, you know, three years minimum. So um, I just, again, as a fan, it's not what I want to see happen. Um, somebody tweeted at me and said, you know, at what point is enough enough? Enough is it. It's a great question. I think that point was after this season, right? Like, however, that's not my decision to make. So if they bring back Harbaugh, it can't be on this weird-ass 
prove it year basis. That's just not that's not fair to him. Um, if if you're gonna commit to him and you're gonna tell him, hey, fix what needs to be fixed, you got to give him some time. And fans generally don't want to hear that after you know sitting here for six years, but that's kind of the reality that we're in. He needs to hit reset. He needs to get a defensive coordinator in here. And, you know, if Josh Gaddis pans out, then this offense should be dynamic. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, I hate saying that. I mean, because I just I don't think I don't think an extension is warranted. But I think we're to the point now where, you know, it's the likely thing that's going to happen. So, you know, we can talk about it. Um, I don't know, Justin, I'll, I'll just ask you, we'll just answer this one real quick. I've never gotten a good feel for this question. This one is in the past. Does Gaddis have a free reign to call the plays, or how much influence has Harbaugh had? Do, do you have an opinion on that? I know you don't know the answer, but what's your opinion? Uh, yeah, my opinion is that like largely the offense is, uh, being controlled by Gaddis. Um, a lot of the things that are happening, uh, or like stylistically aren't things that Harbaugh has done. Um, you don't really see a fullback, which is, was a staple of Harbaugh's offense. Um, you see us doing short yard situations from the shotgun. That's something that Harbaugh never did. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just think like, you know, if you like get into the nuance on it, like the offense that we're seeing looks absolutely like nothing like Jim Harbaugh's offense. I do believe that Gaddis has um, a significant amount if not all of the control over the offense, like his, you know, like the media and his title would suggest. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Ryan, just real quick on record. Are you, are you a team soup man or no? I am. Yeah, I am. All right. So I'll it, it took, I'll it, it took me a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It took me a little bit, but now I'm all, I'm all on board. Nice. Yeah, Justin, look what we've done. Look at us. Who would have thought? I was more Luke Fickle or Brent Venables. At Not first. me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, Iowa State's actually like really good. They don't have a single five-star on their roster, so, you know. But they lost to Louisiana, Probably. dude. Not to yeah. mention the fact I mean, that Brock Purdy is like – he was like the f- 500th ranked recruitants class, and he's oh, like he's a top, I, I also top feel 15 like, quarterback this year. Especially this year, like that's a loss you can definitely excuse because for Wolves, Louisiana is still a pretty decent team. Like, what are they in the rankings? Seventeen? Uh yeah. They're, yep, they're, they're pretty. And you know, it's the first game. Like, it's a huge adjustment because one, we're in a pandemic, and like, there's no fans and all that. Like, there might have been like. <laughs> but you know, it's different for everyone, and I feel like that could have caused a lot of chaos. Like, what it was like. I forget, like, it was, like, Oklahoma got, like, like the LSU. Like, uh, like I mean, LSU turned out to be just not good. But yeah, like, there was a lot of, like, crazy upsets in the first couple of weeks when everyone was adjusting to the new, yeah. like, atmosphere, having no fans or less no, fans. when we were adjusting to the new normal. Stop. <laughs> no, I hate that term. Yeah. So, also, I, I do want to say that, um, you know, and this, you know, isn't completely absolving Iowa or absolving like, you know, Campbell and his staff of like the Louisiana loss, but like a lot of like, they didn't have their special teams coach. And a lot of the reason why they lost that game was because 
of uh, special teams disasters. But, like, if you look at uh, the box scores, like, Iowa State had more first downs than than Louisiana. They had more yards. Uh, They just, like, you know, they got very unlucky, like, scoring-wise. But, like, when you look at, like, just offense and even, like, they played a more complete game. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, it's game one, and it's like we're criticizing a team for getting better every week. Come on now. I mean, I, you lost to a, a team in game one that is now ranked and have substantially gotten better throughout the season. Um, I know Ryan mentioned Brock Purdy real quick. Um, listen, uh, Matt Campbell is about to have his third running back get drafted. Okay, Michigan has not gotten a running back drafted since Mike Hart. Okay, Brock Purdy is a six-foot-tall noodle-arm quarterback, and he looks, like, better than any quarterback that we've had at Michigan. Okay, so, like, if you're not on Team team Superman by now, like, come on now. Hop on board. Ryan, I'll ask you this question. No, no, never mind. Justin, I'll ask you this one. Would you rather have Superman with Don Brown as defensive coordinator or Harbaugh with any defensive coordinator of your choice? Uh, Superman with Don Brown as defensive coordinator, like, easy. Not like not even close. All right, fair enough. Um, that is pretty much it. Let me double check. There's no. This one is from Will. Will that plays among us with us. Are you excited for Chad to commit to Michigan? Of course he asked that. Um, God, that. that if if, if we actually get Chet Holmgren or Holmgreen, I don't know how to say it anymore. But if they do, I want the bare minimum should be an elite eight, and like that would still upset me. Like, it better be a Final Four. Okay, so real quick, um, there actually was several questions about Chet. I wasn't going to talk about him. I don't really have much to say about him. But if you haven't watched Ant Wright's breakdown of him, uh, go to his YouTube, go to his Twitter, find it. It's really good. Um, Ant Wright combined all of these player comps into one for Chet. Um, It was a mix of Kevin Garnett, KD, Porzingis, and Giannis. So, like, <laughs> that's some pretty pretty impressive uh, player comps there. Um, and and if you're listening to this, it took me a minute to hop on board the Chet, you know, bandwagon. I was I was a hater at first. Just go watch him play, guys. He you might see seven one one ninety, right? <laughs> this dude is he's the best high school basketball player in the country. Um, Better than Amani Bates right now. Um, he he's a he's a special player. He is he is a very special player. He would come in, start day one for Michigan, probably at a wing spot, maybe power forward spot, um, and he would be a difference maker from day one. He he, what's could that? You, could you imagine like how entertaining it would be if like they got Chet, if Michigan got Chet and Amani reclassified to his class? It'd and be then, unbelievable. Like, in college, like for Michigan MSU, which is already one of like the best college basketball rivalries you know, in the nation. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I think it's safe to assume that um, Amani will reclassify unless he just doesn't plan on going to college. If he if he doesn't plan on going to college, he will not reclassify. He'll play another year at Ipsy Prep, but if he doesn't yeah. class, he has I say he has the full intention of playing college. I agree. Well. I agree. But I just I wonder if that would weigh on Chet's decision or not. Because wouldn't it be kind of fun to come to Michigan to play twice against Imani for one year? I just think that would be kind of – that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I think 
based on what we've heard, we were talking to Ann about it the other day. Um, it really sounds like Gonzaga might be the slight leader at this point with Michigan slightly behind. Um, I think it'll be a two-team race. I would be shocked if Chat went to Minnesota. Um, it wouldn't be the biggest shot because it's shot because it's like, you know, he lives it, in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I just don't think – I don't I, – I wouldn't get that. Uh, you're not going to – you know, you're going to play one year of college basketball. Why not go to a school where you're going to have a chance to win a national title like Michigan or Gonzaga? Um, Minnesota's not winning a national title anytime soon. Especially with that fraudulent coach that they have. So not even the best Patino. <laughs> we have we have an intern coaching, so I don't know why. That is true. He why would he not want to come play for head coach Phil Martelli? I mean, I would. So I think there's some more mailbags in here. Really nothing that I want to dive deep into. A lot of who do we want as defensive coordinator? We should probably start. Um I, I have done no research on that, to be honest with you. I've been a little checked out of Michigan football. Um, once once Harbaugh gets his extension or moves on, I'll probably check back in. But right now, if I don't even know who the coach is going to be next year. Don't expect me to check in too, too heavily. Um, plus, it's basketball season. So before we wrap this up, you guys have anything else to add? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to shout out? Anything like that? No. Wow, nothing. Justin, nothing? Um, Real quick. Real quick. I have two shout-outs. Shout-out to Jalen Coleman-Lands. Okay. Playing his sixth season of basketball at Iowa State. (laughs) 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 He's going to come back for his seventh, so... For his seventh? Has he missed his first three years because of injury or something? He missed one year to injury. He redshirted like his junior year. He oh, transferred wait. twice, and now oh, he's yeah, playing with his third team. He also he can also he also do, this year doesn't count against his eligibility, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, so if play? you want, if you if you want to know how how old this guy is, he's he was in the class with Ben Simmons. So oh my god, <laughs> like, like he he's been around a while. And then shout out Cameron Williams and her fan club. Oh, yeah, simp. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shout out to Ryan over here with the biggest Mickey Mouse win in Among Us history the other night. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, Ryan, Ryan's me. path to a Mickey Mouse victory. Yeah. That was this dude. I don't. I will. I'm not even gonna bring it up. I'll just get mad. Really so. quick. No, 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 no. I want there to be a poll for for, for anyone listening. In Among Us, is it acceptable for the imposter to call someone out? For venting when they didn't vent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you, you're making this sound way it's, better it, than it actually was. Well, that's what it was. If that's not acceptable, like, you should not be playing that game because that's how it goes. Jacob, we have played hundreds of games in our group before. If you kill and want to blame a crewmate on killing, that's fine. But if you get caught venting, that's an automatic vote out. So because well, yes, that means you're the imposter. No, no. Actually, like that that goes for any group. It's so, not. so what I'm saying is you can't use that on a crewmate to get an automatic vote out. That's scummy. That's no. what I'm saying. Okay. As an imposter, you have to if you want to kill in front of someone and get fifty fifty out or whatever, that's fine. But you can't pull the vent out there if you're an imposter. 
That is, you're you're getting I mean, Kermat automatically voted out, and 99 out of 100 times, you're not even going to get 50 50 for that. So that's and, doing okay, nothing. Okay, okay. That's called strategy. But, but, no, that's but I think I think it's I think it's I think it's the circumstances because the circumstances behind it were that it was me and Quentin, as many of you may know, and there were seven people left, and the task bar was like one of those segments away from being done. So we kind of had to get the ball rolling. I vented bad and blamed so, it on. So you're saying blamed on. on someone. So you're saying it's right, to make a <laughs> scummy move because your imposter partner wasn't killing anyone. That's not our problem. I mean, I wanted to win. Oh my god. All right. So I guess I'll have a shout out. Kill or okay. be killed. All right. You know, shout out to just Joe Rogan for having like the greatest podcast of all time. It's just really entertaining. You're, fucking, cool you're, you're one of those guys that's in on his podcast now. What's wrong with Joe Rogan, man? I'm not a fan. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go listen to him talk with Miley Cyrus for three hours, and you do your own thing. It's great. <laughs> oh, speaking of, my, I fucking love Miley Cyrus, by the way. But, you know, but Joe Rogan, was, I, I envy Joe Rogan. His job is to talk with, like, famous people. Like, you, that's just dope. Plus, he gets, like, gets paid to watch, like, UFC matches, because I'm pretty sure he's, like, a commentator for them. Wasn't Joe Rogan the old host of Fear Factor, Justin? I think so. Do you remember that from our childhood? Yes, I do. Remember. Like that's just a dope life. I think it's, these it's two, like, I think these two guys are too young to remember Fear Factor. I watched Fear Factor. I vaguely remember it. Yeah, when I was in like second. And I know what it is. They used to eat spiders and shit. Kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah I know what that is. He's he's like he's at this level of famous where it's like. People know what you are, but you're not truly like a household name, so you're not gonna be like have who's like a ton of paparazzi yeah. around you at once. It's like that one dude who's like an influencer on Instagram, and he got to like his he he had like the chance to date like Summer Rae and Madison Beer or whatever. I don't know what his name is, and he has all these cars, even though nobody really knows what he does. Jacob, do you know who I'm Dan, talking about? Dan Blazarian. Dan Valari? No, I don't think so. Yeah, talking about. Uh... I remember, like, I saw someone who was like Clay Thompson oh, turned yeah. out like is one it of the David Dobrik. Sorry, are you? How do people? How do people not know who David Dobrik is? Even my I don't know who he is. He's a famous YouTuber. He's one of the biggest YouTubers out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch YouTube, so. <laughs> but I, I saw another thing. It was like Clay Thompson like turned down one of like the biggest IG models there is out there because she wasn't like wholesome enough for his dog Rocco. <laughs> I found that really funny. Have, did you guys ever see David Dobrik's like Borat video? No. Oh I mean, my god. I didn't. Well, I mean, I don't know who he is, so. Well, David Dobrik had Borat on his little vlog like a couple months ago, um, just as like a uh, you know promo for the movie, and it was funny as fuck. So, because everything with Borat in it is funny. All right, <laughs> Justin, any shoutouts? Um, I will shout out Mama Flash first. <laughs> um, can I shout out Dahmer from the Among Us lobby for just, just because? Not that. All right, I'm going to shout out Dahmer. <laughs> also, Mason Ramsey. Shout out Mason Ramsey. We are going to end this episode with a Mason Ramsey song. So, um, enjoy that. We need to shout guys, out Lil Dicky. Well, well... You know what? Yes, sure. Shout out Lil Dicky. Shout out to uh to Tiny Hunter Dickinson too. <laughs> that yes. picture is so funny to me. <laughs> so
so yeah, shout out Lil Dicky, shout out Mason Ramsey. Enjoy the Mason Ramsey song on the way out. Um, also, I didn't say this at the beginning, but uh, follow us, subscribe, leave us a review. There's like two Sparty fans that left a review that called us trash, so go leave us if a you review. Make a, if you make a review, make it five stars preferably. Yeah, don't call us trash. That's not cool. Um, so yeah, it literally takes five seconds. Go up to your Apple or Spotify. I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify, but you can follow and like us. But if you're on Apple, uh, just go to the podcast. You'll be able to see the reviews. Hit five stars. Put a little comment in there. Uh, say something nice, and we would appreciate it. So that's it. We are going to head out. Enjoy Mason Ramsey. Go Blue. Christmas is beef.